Welcome to the Geek Therapy Podcast. This is Josue Cardona. With me today is Robin Rosenberger, the founder of Tiny Superheroes. You may recognize that name because um, we brought it up during our Comic-Con presentation in July. And um, Robin was gracious enough to share her story with us before uh, we went to Comic-Con. But because of the technical difficulties, that episode uh, kind of disappeared. And um, But she was great, and um, she gave me a lot of good information to share with you. And she also shared the pictures that were um, available in the presentation. So I'm happy to have Robin on the show to talk to us about Tiny Superheroes, where it came from, and all of that. So, Robin, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having us. Um, I said uh, this is a take two, right? But um, and and I talked about it a little at the at Comic Con. But um, could you please tell us where where the idea came from, um, for Tiny Superheroes, kind of its origin and and what it is? You know, what is it all about? Yeah. So Tiny Superheroes is an organization that seeks to empower kids who are exemplifying strength and endurance and bravery through um, their illness or disability. And the project kind of started on its own accidentally when um, last summer in 2012, I was just sewing a superhero cape for my nephew for his birthday. And during that time, I had been following the blog of a little girl named Brenna who was born with a very severe skin disorder. And in January of 2013, I kind of just had like this aha moment of I should send Brenna a cape. Because if you read her story, I mean, there's just no doubt that she's extraordinary and that the things that she has survived and overcome are just, you know, pretty mind-blowing. And so I contacted her mom and sent her a cape and just kind of for fun featured her story and introduced her as a tiny superhero on a blog that I started. And pretty soon after that, I, you know, found a couple other kids on Facebook who you know, were exemplifying the same kind of strength. And I contacted them and sent them capes. And so after about the first 10 capes, um, things started to change. And we were getting contacted by people all over the world right away um, in England and Canada and Australia and obviously tons in the States for families of kids who are tiny superheroes. And it just grew organically very quickly and it turns out there's tons of tiny superheroes and we believe that they all need their capes. So we just kept sending them and featuring them on our blog with our mission kind of being to first empower them by sending them their cape and letting them know that we think they're extraordinary and then joining forces with them to share their story so that we can help them raise awareness. So um, what kind of stories are, are we talking about, right? You mentioned that Brenna was, um, she survived a lot of stuff. Um, so she's obviously very strong, uh, um, very resilient. Um, what are some of the things that the, the other tiny superheroes have gone through that um, these capes are really helping them through? Yeah, the the array is quite wide. So we have um, kids whose tiny superhero power is autism, to kids who have very rare genetic disorders, um, some who are fighting cancer. Yesterday I got to deliver a cape personally to the sweetest little girl who has a brain tumor. Um, So, you know, Brenna's disease, for example, there's about 24 cases in the country, so hers is very rare. Um, We have kids with Down syndrome and kids with 
you know, amputations. So really, um, the Tiny Superhero Squad is quite unique in that it features kids with all sorts of things that are going on. And it's really amazing to see how, even though what they're going through is very different, the underlying theme is very similar and that their strength that comes through and the joy that they have despite their challenges is very similar. So how many tiny superheroes are we talking about um, so far have, have gotten their capes? Yeah, so since January when we sent Brenna's, we've sent 1,700 capes. In wow. About, yeah, I think we've wow. gotten to about 49 states and 14 countries. Oh man! So seven. That's 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 so much. That's a lot. <laughs> yeah, I kind of can't even wrap my mind around it. And until very recently, it was all happening in my living room. And um, <laughs> we are very fortunate that on this Saturday we're having the grand opening for our first Tiny Superheroes headquarters, where people come to sew, and um, the Tiny Superheroes can come hang out, and it's kind of just a community place where we're getting help to make this happen. That's that's amazing. So so uh, I have so many questions. Okay, so first of all, um like at first you said you you were just finding out about um different people um and then they started contacting you. So is that kind of how it goes now? I mean, you're getting you're getting contacted by by kids, by parents, you know, who's reaching out to you? Yeah, everyone is reaching out to us. So we're hearing from a lot of parents, a lot of grandparents, a lot of and we're hearing from um, high school friends of the parents. You know, we're hearing from doctors and child life specialists from hospitals, teachers. Um, we're getting right now about a dozen nominations a day. And they come through our website or through our Facebook page. And it's really cool to see how people are rallying around these kids and how badly they want their tiny superhero to have a cape. And of course, we want to get all of them their capes. So right now we have a wait list of about 150 tiny superheroes who are on our list waiting, and we get them to them as fast as possible, but we you know, do rely on sponsorships to do that. So on our website, people can sponsor a tiny superhero that they know, or they can sponsor one from our waiting list. So um, when when I was talking about about the project um, at Comic Con, it was hard for me to explain why a cape is so empowering, but it, it just makes sense, right? I, I didn't feel even the need to to explain it, and I think that everybody in that um, that was at the at the panel understood, right? They just everybody nodded their head because it, it made yeah. sense. So so these parents and everybody that's contacting you, like, what are they what are they asking for? How are they or how are they coming across um, with with this request to nominate these kids? Yeah, you know, I think that they see the joy of the kids who have them because on our Facebook page, they're all posting their pictures, which is so incredible. It's like the most colorful Facebook page ever because it's just kids <laughs> in their capes. And, um, you know, it's something I struggle with to try to communicate to people, like, what it really does mean because even though people, like, do understand the concept, like, it's a very powerful thing that is happening. And... um I'm so blessed that parents kind of communicate back to me about how their kids reacted because it's very powerful. So the other day there was a story that someone posted on our page that um, the tiny superhero was walking down the street and she had a seizure. And when they got home and put her to bed, she asked if they would 
put her superhero cape over her blanket so that tomorrow she would be stronger. Um, I have, I got contacted by a photographer who every year takes pictures of this family and the boy just received his cape recently and she said that he brought it to the photo shoot and she couldn't believe how much more outgoing he was when he had it on than all the years she'd ever taken his picture before and that it really like instilled a confidence in him that was like so noticeable that she reached out to me which I thought was really just incredible um we had another story where the mom gave the boy his cape and he was like very uncomfortable with the idea that he was a superhero and didn't want to wear it and then a couple days later he came out of his room with his cape on and he said mom look I'm a superhero and you know she of course was like crying because (laughs) it was it was a big moment for him to like feel confident that you know he was awesome and that's what we you know that's what we want we want them to understand that they really are exceptional and to feel that way because that's how they deserve to feel so it's really amazing that you know a fairly simple piece of fabric is bringing this out in them but um i mean i just hope that people can see what it's bringing out of these kids because it's truly amazing and something you never could have predicted, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, and a lot of these kids are, are, are so ill and they're struggling through a lot. And, and I think just the imagery of, of seeing them in a cape is so powerful that it affects, it affects parents a lot um, and the entire family. So do you have any stories about how um, the feedback you've gotten from the families themselves about how they feel? Yeah, I can't even tell you, but the percentage is quite high of families who we've reached who say, oh my gosh, we've always called him our superhero, you know? Or like, I can't even tell you how many first birthday parties for these kids are superhero themed because of how amazing they've been in their first year. Um, So it's really powerful. Obviously, for a lot of these kids, you know, they're not walking or talking, and that may be because of their disorder, maybe because they're a brand new baby, but... You know, in a lot of ways, in those cases, the cape is for the family, and it's it's kind of a outward symbol showing who their kid is to them, and I think that that is really cool because for a lot of these kids, you know, on the outside, they might look different than the normal kid walking down the street, and when people see their cape, it changes what they're thinking about, you know, and it brings out like what is really unique and amazing about them and not what's different. I recently had a conversation with someone and I was I brought up tiny superheroes and he asked me why um do do these do these kids immediately um you know like why do why do they understand this concept of the cape um and they see it as something heroic for example and they don't see it as something um I think he mentioned the vampires, right, or something like that. Like uh-huh. he was, he was older, so he thought of that imagery. And and we started talking about how just, um, you know, superheroes just permeate our culture right now, and these kids understand that, and these kids react to it, and and they see it as something positive immediately the moment that they see it. It is. It's amazing, and it's you know, kids who probably aren't really watching movies or things like that yet, and. It, it's like weirdly innate, you know, and so many of them, they put their cape on and they put their arms out and they start running. And it's like, how do they even know that that is, you know, that's what you do, right? But they they just do. They know that. And it's really cool to see. Um, but, yeah, it does. It just brings 
joy and um yeah it's it's really interesting to watch like how it is in our culture like it's just innate now um and it's you know worldwide even because it's really spread quickly to many countries where you know I wouldn't have known if that was a thing there or not you know but it's pretty universal at this point so uh, you mentioned the tiny superhero squad earlier so is there is there a more um like overarching concept like do these is there a network or a community that um families with with um capes can adhere to or become a part of Yes that is really like I this project has evolved on its own and just things that I never would have been able to come up with but I think maybe my favorite part is that there is this Squad. So once they receive their cape, it's kind of like the beginning and not the end of our relationship with them. And it's, you know, initiating them that now you're on the Tiny Superhero Squad, which is a very active force. So currently, like in what I would think of as the beginning phases, you know, it's very active on our Facebook page where we have the kids who are coming back and they're like, I wore my cape to school today or, you know, wore my cape to fireworks on 4th of July. So we're seeing the same kids over and over again to where we like know them now. Um, but the goal would be for this to kind of be something where they really identify with um, kind of one thought that goes through my mind a lot is like, it's like their t-ball team. Um, a lot of these kids probably won't get to play t-ball or be on a soccer team. And I want the tiny superhero squad to be the thing that they're proud of and the thing that they are a member of. And I also think that together with, all of these amazing kids and all these amazing families who really can change the way that the world is seeing illness and disability and that it doesn't have to be something that we're afraid of or we're afraid to talk about. It's something that, you know, is different and is unique and is something that we all should be more aware of. Um, so these kids are going to help me and I'm confident about that. So in the process, I hope it, for it to be something that's really fun for them to identify with. Um, we're working on some tiny superhero missions right now, so they don't know that yet. But um, I think that will be really fun to kind of give them tasks to complete. And, um, yeah, so, I mean, I really think that these kids are really powerful. You can see it on their Facebook pages. They have thousands and thousands of followers. And so there, there's something there. And I think that if we can pull together, we could really make a difference. So and and a lot of these kids are going through very very difficult um, difficult illnesses, right? And um, I know that um, a lot of these illnesses are very serious, and and not everybody um, makes it. And um, last time we talked a little bit about about the Angel Squad. Could you could you tell me a little bit more about that? Yeah, when I kind of embarked on this journey, that certainly wasn't something I prepared myself for. That a lot of these illnesses are terminal and their lives do end way too early. Um, and so when the first, when that first happened, it was like, well, now they can fly, you know? And that's really something I've gotten from these families that um, when their child, like, does pass away, it isn't, I mean, they are, of course, sad and devastated, but they really do understand that there is more for their child than the suffering that they had going on here. And they are happy that their child is now free from that pain. And so we wanted to embrace that too. So we call that our tiny superhero angel squad. And they are most certainly flying now, which is awesome. And 
we've really seen that, um, I guess the meaning of the Cape became most profound to me when um, our first couple tiny superheroes did pass away because um, I was receiving pictures from funerals with their capes hanging. And I'm a mom, and, you know, there really is no more vulnerable time in your life than at your own child's funeral, a place where you should never have to be. And that they found their cape to be important enough to bring it to that day, I mean, it's a huge motivator for me because it was like, okay, if it's like this important to them, then I have to keep doing it, you know, like I can't let anything stop me because to be able to provide them something to hold on to when their child is gone is amazing. And to see that they valued it like that was pretty life-changing for me. Um, We've actually even had a couple of our tiny superheroes who were buried in their capes, which is, you know, really a hard idea to swallow. But what I hope people can kind of see from that is that these families need this kind of hope, you know, and um, these capes are doing it. And it's amazing and it is totally surprising to me, but I'm very lucky to be able to be a part of this. That that motivation is is definitely helped you seventeen hundred and 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 more right and we it keeps going. Um, yeah, it keeps going. <laughs> so what like uh, so when you started it was just you um, right uh, making a, a couple of capes and now it's in six months seventeen hundred that's that's huge right so what is what does the operation look like now and and what is the process like so somebody nominates a, a kid. Um, and the 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 tiny superhero, it's decided they're going to get their cape. You know, what does that process look like from beginning to end? Yeah, um, so at that point, they get put on our wait list. And if they're directly sponsored by someone that they know, then, you know, there's there's kind of a faster-moving list for that just um, because it is those kind of sponsorships that help us keep going. So, um, but... Anyway, people are sponsoring every day. Random people are sponsoring kids they don't know. And so it just is enabling us to keep going. Um, So basically, we send out capes as fast as we can. So I quit my job in June. I worked at a software company before, and this kind of took over. So I kind of took the leap and am doing this now all day, every day, um, when I'm not with my own son. So... Um, we have people who are helping us sew locally. They're sewing the capes, and we're sewing all the letters on in our Chinese superheroes headquarters. Um, so while, like, technically, you know, I'm the one that's doing it full-time, we have support coming from many, many places. So um, I have some really amazing loyal friends who have been with me along the whole journey, and my husband, certainly my sidekick, you know, and he's kind of rooting me, rooting me on. But um, yeah, so we do have a lot of help. But um, at the end of the day, it's kind of you know <laughs> my email inbox that's exploding. <laughs> but uh, I'm thrilled about that. So what's the, like uh, the timeline for? So a parent sends in something. What can, when can they expect a cape if it's, for example, if it is sponsored, like on the spot? I know there's a long yeah. wait list right now, but you know, usually. Yeah, if it is sponsored, we're we're about one to two weeks out from them getting their cape, and our wait list 
the time is speeding up, but we're about four weeks out right now. And that's so great because a lot of these diagnoses, I mean, they, they come out of nowhere, right? You don't know that your kid is sick and, and you find out all of a sudden. And it's great to just, in a couple of weeks, you can have something like this that, that can really make such a difference. Yeah. And you wouldn't believe how many of these kids take their capes to the hospital. I mean, it is amazing. But they're hanging on their oxygen tanks. They're laying on their bed. I mean, they're it, it's like in their suitcases. They send me pictures. It's so amazing. Like on top of their suitcase while they're going for surgery is their cape. And it's like, it's just really, it's really something. It's very cool. I can't imagine, you know, the doctors and the staff or even people in waiting rooms, just they see this little kid walking by with his cape on and yeah. an oxygen tank or whatever else, you know? I mean, that's, that's again, that's a really powerful image. It, I think so, too. It is. It's powerful for me every time I see it. And we're getting, like, 10 pictures on our Facebook page every day of new kids. It's so cool. <laughs> so you mentioned that you have um, essentially a grand opening for, for a headquarters. So, so Tiny Superheroes is evolving. Could you tell us a little bit more about um, what that is and how that's going to help? Yeah. It's most going to help my family so that our our living room isn't flooded with fabric. Um, but it's a really amazing, it's just amazing that we, you know, are six months in and we have a little shop. But basically it's like a sewing workshop where people can come and volunteer and help me sew. Um, and it's where I'm at every day. So it's it's a little quaint little space, but it's perfect. And this Saturday we're hoping to get a lot of people from Seattle to it we're luring them in with snow cones. But we also have some of our tiny superheroes who are going to come say hi. And um, I think it will be really cool. And we really like to use opportunities like that to introduce them to who's on the waiting list and hope that they can get empowered that day. That's amazing. So, so that's on, on August 24th? Yeah. Yeah, okay. So on Saturday. When can people, when can people go? Just in case somebody listens to this before before um, yeah. before August 24th, uh -uh. so what time can they be there and where can they find more information about that? Yeah, so the information is um, right now on our Facebook page at facebook.com slash tinysuperheroes, and it's from 10 to 4 on Saturday the 24th, and we're in the Magnolia neighborhood of Seattle, so it's during the Magnolia Farmer's Market. And is the plan for in the future um, people can contact you and, and volunteer a few hours to, to sew a few capes? Yes, that is okay. what we're hoping for. Oh, that's fantastic. So, and what else is in the works for, for Tiny Superheroes? Like, what are, um, do you have any future plans, any upcoming things? Um, like, where where is Tiny Superheroes going right now? I really hope that, um, I, I guess I should say, I don't really know where it's going because if you would have <laughs> asked me a month ago, I would have had no idea that we would be where we are right now. Um, that's so actually that's actually pretty true. We spoke a little over a month ago, and yeah. there was no talk of a headquarters or anything like that. So you're, yeah. you're growing exponentially. Yes, um, but one of my um, focuses, you know, my focus is always on getting out the capes because I think that is like the key. But um, I really do want it to be something where the kids who have received their capes are interactive with us. Um, we want to we want to give them, you know identity and meaning and I, I think this is going to be a really cool avenue to do that so that's kind of what we're working on with the missions and just trying to create more of a community and um, yeah we're just going to kind of see what happens. So Robin thank you so much again for for talking to us about uh, Tiny Superheroes. I'm, I love the project. Um, I, th I think it's amazing and I'm, I'm so happy that it's that it's growing the way it is that it keeps going so well and that more people are 
are are taking advantage of it and that you've been able to you know put so much energy and effort into it and that it, it's been embraced by so many people and I, I hope that that keeps happening so if people want to learn more information about it where can they go where can they learn more about the stories of these kids um, and and maybe you can tell us a little bit about the sponsorship process so if you're interested in tiny superheroes you should definitely go to tinysuperheroes.com and on the front page you'll start seeing some of our kids and their stories which are really amazing and inspiring. Um, today we just posted Super Kaylin's story and um, we have hundreds who are waiting to be posted so we're posting new ones as often as we can. Um, but we really do need help to keep going. Unfortunately, like everything, like it costs money. And so the best way to do that right now that we have so many kids waiting is to sponsor some kids from our waiting list, which helps us get their capes to them faster. So on our website, you can um, nominate tiny superheroes. You can also empower them. So you can sponsor a cape for a kid that you know who needs one, or you can sponsor one from our waiting list. And, um, yeah, we are just we're really grateful for the energy that's around it. And I have no doubt that the resources will come as we need them. But um, that's certainly something that going forward we have to focus on and um, kind of figure out how to make this sustainable so that Tiny Superheroes is something that is common knowledge around the world. So we think that would be pretty awesome for these kids to feel that famous you know they they love that and so we want to help them feel that way and um i agree i i like i said i love the project i bring it up to to people all the time so um i hope i hope people will visit visit the site and and consider sponsoring um and if possible uh, when i'm in seattle uh maybe i can sew on some letters or something yes oh that me. would be amazing we would yeah. love that <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I'm wait. a beginner sewer myself. This is my first sewing project. <laughs> Fantastic. All right. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you so much for sharing our story. We're very grateful. And thank you again for 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 doing this. Um, and everyone, so check out um, tinysuperheroes.com and the Facebook page. All the information on how to um, find out more information about Tiny Superheroes will be on the show notes for the episode. Um, so, Robin, thank you so much again. And for more information on Geek Therapy, visit geektherapy.com or on Twitter at Geek Therapy. Thank you.